Welcome, listeners, to this fresh, brand new bonus episode of Totes Recall, sponsored by our executive producer, Francis Aravello. Francis. 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 We think we're so cool, and we really appreciate you uh, sponsoring this yes, episode, do. which would not exist if it were not for your generosity on Patreon.com, and we'll get into that more later. Uh, <laughs> but expect us to be dropping Francis's name several times in the following episode, the name of which Dan will reveal momentarily. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh the suspense. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at your phone. Yeah, don't look at it. Yeah, yeah, don't so look at it. Just listen. This is an audio medium. <laughs> And now, the show. Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we can't seem to remember her mm. and then we pause the recording behind the scenes we watch the movie and eat pizzas <laughs> and salads then the scenes open again for a new recording which is the same episode and now we're talking about the movie again and we have seen the movie isn't that a more educated stance to take about film and ourselves and society yes it is my name is dan <laughs> This is Molly. I am also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie, this very special bonus extra episode, is Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private, Saving Private, oh. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, the musical. Yeah, just the famous realized. musical. Yes. I just realized that I played one of the songs from this in band, and we had to sing during it. What? Saving what? Private Ryan, saving no. Private <laughs> Ryan. I wish I could remember how it went. I, I'm definitely in the second half. I'll be singing my head off because <laughs> of this joyful film. Well, my name's Tom wow. Hanks, and I'm here to say <laughs> we're going to save Private Ryan the only American way because his is. brothers all died because war is hell. Also, oh. other people died. Oh, War is terrible, you guys. Oh, it's so bad. I, could, I couldn't remember why they had to save Private Ryan, but that's he's the last of yeah. five boys. Five boys? Yeah. That's this too many boys. So, yeah. That's definitely War. too many to die. War is terrible. Oh, boy. Wait. You're, this just wait, in. Are beep, you beep, judging beep, beep. the number? Hold on, Dan. You're judging the number of boys? Yeah. I mean, like, that's not. It's just too many boys. Five boys generally. <laughs> It's not I Mrs. Mean, sure Ryan's nice. fault. My dad has five brothers. Well, Six boys in that family. Yeah, you you dragging, you dragging <laughs> Beth's grandma. I mean, yeah. I said it, so I can't back down because I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> too many wow. boys. Um, it's <laughs> certainly too many boys to be killed in war. How about that? Yes. Can we all get on board with that? Agreed. We can all agree with that. Yes. attack for that, too. <laughs> not from wow. this Zoom call. Okay. Peek behind the curtain. Great start to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I hey, saw this movie in theaters. Um, yep. Braggy. Thank you. Um, I want to say, I was thinking about this today, and I was like, 2000. But then I was like, uh-uh. 
because I'm pretty sure American Beauty came out in 2000, and that won the statue. And I feel mm. like this also won the statue. You can't have two statues one year. Right. So I'm going to say 2002. Great. Okay. There's my long walk for my bet. I'm going to say wow. 98. Whoa. I'm going to abstain because I was nervous about how long this movie was while I was still at work. <laughs> uh, and I found out what year it came out. Okay. And were you right to be uh, nervous? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little nervous oh about it too. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'll fill it in with a 2001. Space Odyssey. Um, I do remember seeing this in theaters and I remember having this similar experience that a lot of people had that really nothing prepares you for those first few minutes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Of um, soldiers landing on the beaches of Normandy and, does, and just how brutal that is. Is this one of those movies that? that people like got what Beth? Does it start with that? Yeah. Doesn't it start yeah. with him at the cemetery? Oh no, I don't think so. And then he's like, he walks up to the thing, and then it's like flashback. Oh maybe. And then Ooh. it ends at the cemetery again. It definitely ends at the cemetery. I know. I remember the cemetery very clearly because this is the first time a movie legit made me cry. Mm-hmm. Like not just like tears in my eyes, like I was like crying afterwards. Yeah, the uh, old, <laughs> elderly war veterans crying is like one of the most visceral <laughs> American experiences <laughs> that we all share. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be rough. Uh, <laughs> Strap in for some sad times. The oh most intense scene that I remember is when someone gets very slowly knifed to death. Oh, oh yes. God! Yeah, I forgot about in that. In like a oh, bombed out building. Yeah. Um, that actor's so good. What is it? Uh, Giovanni, right? Oh yeah. Uh, is that him? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Speak. Oh, also, we're Beth's bet. Early bet. We're gonna love one of the actors in this movie. Oh, I double down. This on is that a bet. stacked cast. I triple down on that. Uh, this is this, this is what inspires family because there's no greater family than the Brotherhood of Soldiers. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yep. Vin Diesel's in this movie. Spoiler alert. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I, pr- I recall the I recall the entire unit being a pretty stacked cast of just like recognizable men in yeah, Hollywood yeah. at the time. We got and a, a Tom some Hanks. young folk, younger folks yeah. like a Vinny D. Yeah. Tom, Tom Sizemore. I believe so. Yeah. There's at least a second. There's some kind of second Tom There's for sure. Tom. Could be yeah. Sizemore. Could be Bergeron. Oh, and they could went be... through training together, right? Yeah, the fun fact that I remember is that all the all the people in the unit went through like brutal boot camp, but not okay. Matt Damon, which did two things. One, oh. bonded the group and also made them resentful <laughs> towards Matt Damon, um, which is like fun question mark, but also like, right. why are we doing that? Just make a movie? I don't I know. Guess it's, I got mixed yeah, feelings like, about it. sending actors through like traumatic events as training for their roles. Right. Know. Yeah. Although Let's, I have to say, I feel like maybe Matt Damon should get a pass because he starved himself so much for some other movie where he just ate potatoes for a month and ruined his digestive system. Oh, The Martian? System. Did he oh, do Martian? that? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't The Martian. It was like one of his earliest ones. He was playing a vet who forms a heroin addiction and mm. he was like really mm. wanting to do well. So he forced himself to lose like 20 or 40 pounds or something uh, unhealthy and he didn't like have a personal trainer anybody helping him lose the weight right. he just decided to just eat potatoes or something Ugh. and uh, really messed up his gut he for a while he's got flashbacks about potatoes oh that <laughs> yeah. was terrible I mean maybe those weren't real potatoes on set because he insisted yeah. 
that. But I, she's like, I cannot <laughs> smell potatoes. Partly, I'm anymore. telling that story to distract from the fact that I can't remember anybody else in the cast. But I do remember um, a really specific moment that, for some reason, stuck with me, which is when one of the—I don't think it's Tom Hanks's character—it's someone who says, "Hey, you got to be Johnny on the spot with this ammunition, Johnny on the spot." And I remember watching it and going, oh, he's not going to be Johnny on the spot. <laughs> oh, no. I know how movies work. This is going to go poorly. I just remember that sinking feeling. Like, I think this is the kind of movie where by the time it started, I was already, or like by the time we were 20 minutes into it, I was already like mostly laying flat on my seat. I was so slunk down. Mm-hmm. This movie is interesting in that it is simultaneously like probably one of the most uh visceral portrayals of world war ii in modern film but also like i feel like the start of like a new renaissance for dads you know what i'm talking about like Uh, i feel like like i feel like this just like this started like this avalanche of just like oh hell yeah we can afford to recreate world war ii in ways we'd never even imagined before and then like they just started like churning stuff out and by them i mostly mean steven spielberg and tom hanks (laughs) Yeah. But it was just like a, it was like a, a, I don't know, it was like a new golden age of just like, yeah, let's get a bunch of recognizable, or at least not even recognizable, I guess, uh, age appropriate actors to fill out these rec- uh, rec- recreations of uniforms mm-hmm. and just go blow up a couple fields and film it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because one of my memories growing up is that if I woke up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. and went down the hall to the living room, there was like, a, I would say a 95% chance my dad would be in the living room watching a war movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And he'd always say, oh, the plot is terrible, but the aerial photography is great because he was really <laughs> into war planes. Sure. Uh, but like, honestly, not once did I find him watching any other kind of movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not anything, even a Western? Not a comedy. I'm so, not a Western, mm. nothing. It was there's always no planes and westerns. Movies. Bath, come on. I know, but that just <laughs> there's a. I, I'm gonna just quote like misquote a comedian. Mm. Um, John Mulaney had uh, his his um, monologue on SNL. He said something about like dads watching World War II movies, and he's like, "Are those guys okay?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Yeah, dads love <laughs> war movies. Um, and I'm a dad. This is the first time I will have seen this movie as a dad. Mm. So mm. think about that for me. I do think that this, so I, I watched this movie because it was on the AFI's 100. Oh, yes. I've also seen oh the list. boy. Cinephiles? Cinephile alert. Cinephiles. We'll know. That this is on that list. It's like 97 or something. <laughs> it's like pretty low. I mean, list, I haven't but... seen it yet, so it's not at 97. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's so. on the old list. Because you're watching the new one, right? The... No, my wife said it's on the new list. Yeah. Oh, but we okay. haven't watched it yet. So. Um. All right, then I, I, I am wrong. Sounds like maybe you don't know what you're talking about, Beth. And now I question well, yeah. the veracity of your I'll claims. I'll just point out that I watched this like that list like 10 years ago. When I was in college, so mm, um, yeah. it's been a while, and I didn't just recently watch it. Yeah. Um, like somebody now trying to take my title. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, were, Some you man. First, were you the first person to watch that list of movies? 
Yes. yes. Oh wow. Uh-huh. I didn't know. As I yeah. watched them, they added them to the list. Okay. There's <laughs> a uh, there's a plaque in the uh, the community center at the U. Uh, dedicated mm-hmm. to Beth mm-hmm. being the first yeah. to watch all those movies. Mm-hmm. That's true. I am now a lot more sensitive to violence than I was when I mm. watched it mm. um, the first time. And it like, I was very emotional at the end of it and I'm like a little nervous about watching it now because I feel like it's going to hit me a lot harder than it even did then. Oh, oh 100% yeah. chance I'll stay in the kitchen for a good portion of this. <laughs> the only thing that's really saving me is I do kind of remember what happens mm-hmm. enough that I don't have as much tension knowing what's coming. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. Although what's coming isn't like anything really to look forward to. They no. do no. save Private Ryan. They, they accomplished okay. that mission, but yeah. like almost everybody dies, right? Yeah. Tom Hanks for sure does. What? Definitely, oh, yeah. right? Yes. I mean, isn't that the whole, the whole cemetery That's like the whole bookend is... of the movie, man. That's oh, why he's at the cemetery. I... I forgot Tom Hanks was in this movie until wow. I was selecting GIFs to put into our Discord channel. <laughs> wow. Strap wow. in for that for the second half. He's All like, I can remember was Tom Sizemore, Vin Diesel, Matt David. <laughs> he's like head save man. Oh, now that, I, now that I'm remembering he is, now I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the lead. But yeah. I remember that was my first like fun fact from dads when this movie came out. It was just like, mm, actually, Tom Hanks probably would have covered up the insignia on his helmet. Uh, with mud because then they wouldn't know that he's a superior officer because they would probably target him oh, more. If come that on, was dads. Clear. But yeah, dads, we don't care. We Read just want to watch Tom Hanks. Not a history book for once in your life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I also uh, am more. I don't know if I'm more sensitive to violence, but I'm more like. I mean, especially with movies like this, I'm just like, oh, this really happened to real people. Like that's gonna yeah. be rough. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like. This yeah. is one of those, like World War II is one of those uh, historical events that's been like so sanitized and removed from the horrific realities of it by our culture that like I do have a lot of, uh, I do give a lot of props to this movie to having the first like, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes just being a reminder of just like, oh, hey, this was all terrible. Like this is one of the most famous moments in American history and look how fucking terrible and awful it was. And like incredibly grotesque and horrible, but it's also like one of the moments that we honor the most in our centuries of existence. Yeah. Well, and it's hard because like, I think in my mind before the pandemic, I sort of bought into this idea of um, glorifying sacrifice in some way, Mm. you know, that this was sort of a national thing that you know, people really got behind World War II and the amount of sacrifice that was made by everyone in the country, right? With mm-hmm. rations and um, victory gardens and sacrificing your kids and all of that. And then the pandemic came around and people wouldn't wear a mask. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess we're just full of it. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. It was a real awareness for me. Like, I didn't realize, I wasn't conscious of how much I had bought into that idea. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But I mean, so, but then part of me hasn't been disproven. Like, if an alien showed up, mm-hmm. would the world's countries come together like they do in Armageddon and a number of other movies? Honestly, it depends on what the aliens do. Armageddon oh, doesn't yeah. have aliens. Huh? It's a rock. What? It's an alien rock. That's a rock. It's a. F- it's, it's an a- alien rock. It's oh, not of I this world. To be clear, <laughs> an external. 
threat that threatens the entire sure. world, much like global warming, except more intense. And yeah. like I, tangible enough where people actually respond to right. it. I have also right. been reflecting today on uh, the pandemic versus World War II. And when mm. we compare, we despair, of course. But also, of course. like uh, <laughs> death tolls what they are, um, that sort of comparison. We are so much better at doing a thing than not doing a thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when the thing to do is like go out there and shoot a Nazi and plant a garden, maybe we can all pull together. But when the thing is like chill out and stay at home and don't be an asshole, that's harder even though it's not harder. Right. Mm. Because you're being told what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that Also, it's like there's no good – there's no like good (laughs) other – Right? Like, we as a culture are very good at, like, getting people motivated by othering other people. Oh, yeah, we are. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Uh, And so that is, that was my other thing. That was kind of the other side of, like, not, like, one being, like, more sensitive to, like, the humanity of people, but also being more sensitive to, like, uh, I don't know, unlearning sort of, like, American history through an American lens. Yeah. Right? Because, like, we were brought up to uh, believe a certain thing, like, certain things about, like, our role in the world and, like, what we do in the world and that we're, what? That we're number five. Five stars. That we're number five. And that we, uh, like, the views of this podcast are not necessarily that of the entire podcast, but, like, I do feel like we as a culture have, like, basically... We basically spent the last century, like, squandering every single drop of goodwill we got from our participation in World War II. Mm. Like, we basically were like, oh, look, we stopped this, like, insane death machine. But then after that, we just kind of, like, kept transforming, (laughs) like, what it meant to be, like the arbiters of freedom and like the, yeah, you know, the liberators of the world. And now it's sort of just like, well, we just have a giant gun pointed at everyone else and we're great. And there's, but there's I'll, also like a layer of it for me that again, viewpoints don't reflect on the podcast, but there's a layer of it. Like when you learn about world war two in school it's mm-hmm. like, you know, USA versus the Nazis. And like now we know there are Nazis here. There are lots of Nazis here. Yep. And it's like <laughs> it's it makes it feel like it's you're less the good guy, if that makes yeah. sense. I mean, there and were I, Nazis then here. There were rallies. Right, exactly. In I mean but Madison like, Square Garden. <laughs> but they don't like that's not necessarily the part that they teach. At least in my no. school, it was not taught that like Hey, there were lots of Americans that felt this way too. It was really right. like USA versus the evil, you know. Would you say the axis of evil? The axis Ooh, of evil. Wow. Yes, I would say that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a game we've played a few times. But we yeah, need the even, podcast or No. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. We don't know though. We'll we'll look back and yeah. be like, oh gosh, we really we really flubbed that special episode for Francis that we did for Saving Private Ryan. I mean, we definitely have flubbed it so far because we've barely talked about the movie itself. <laughs> Francis wanted <laughs> us to talk about how sensitive we are now and how we're probably going to cry during the movie. Yeah, uh, and also my how like... that is that I, have, I, I don't think I'm more sensitive to violence now, but I am a more sensitive man than I was as a teen. Mm. Um, nice. So we'll see how this goes for me yeah, as right? well. 
Um, we're all sitting alone in our living rooms, texting each other cry emojis. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> let's all you know, bet. You got that one at the ready. Let's, yeah, let's all bet like at what minute into watching this movie, one of us indicates on the text chain that we are just completely an emotional shambles. <laughs> Three minutes. <laughs> Three minutes? <Okay>. Wow. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I, I also, uh, Beth's bet, I will be deflecting... <laughs> My true feelings with humor on the next uh, Agree. I'm going to be agree. making jokes about death and it's going to be terrible. Yeah, it's fine. Is this, here's a, here's a bet about the movie. Is Great. this the movie where someone gets hit with a sniper and they're on the ground, they're not dead. Um, they take off their helmet in disbelief and they get shot in the head. Oh yes, that is happens in this. Um, but the okay. other, the other were like, wow, they're out there. Ooh, they're climbing through the broken buildings. Bam, someone gets hit by a sniper. They're dying but not dead on the ground, and everybody's taking cover, and then the sniper keeps, like, not killing the guy to try and get him to come out, and they're like, don't Mm. save him because the sniper will get you too. Is that this movie, or is that... I don't remember, but it sounds like something that could definitely happen in this movie. Full Metal Jacket. It might also be that one. Might be both. Could be both. Snipers. (sighs) War is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. I'll, I guess I'll bet it's this movie. If we're making Great. bets, yep. that's one we'll make. I'm pretty okay. sure this is also the movie. This is probably the same scene where the good sniper, oh. the American one, yes. uh, kills that sniper by shooting a bullet through that sniper's scope. Whoa. Oh. I'm pretty sure that happens in this movie. That's badass. I don't remember. Yeah, America. It is badass, but also war as hell. <laughs> yeah, that'll also be... This is like... This is one of those movies where it's like when... I feel like this is going to be kind of one of those... It'll be like a like the our like whole bit about cigarettes in movies, but like on a much grander, more violent scale, yep. right? Where it's like, wow, that's really badass, but also like, oh, that's also like this horrible machine... Just like mm-hmm. industrialized death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really tough. I I remember watching John Wick 3, one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies, the first time and just being like, <laughs> I love this movie so much. It's the greatest movie I've ever seen. I can't wait to <laughs> watch this with my son who I love so much. And then being like, yeah. wait a minute, this movie is insanely violent. I could never show it to him. He'll turn into a monster. <laughs> just like having a complete um, cognitive dissonant break. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, I don't know anything. It's me, an idiot. <laughs> that should be, yeah, that should have been the, the subtitle of this episode. Uh, it's us, the idiots. Speaking of people who are not idiots, women, mm. do we think there'll be two of them that talk to each other in this movie? Beck to Wall's no. test, nailed the transition, Beth, leave it all in. I don't no. think so. I can't I think of can't any women pick... other than sad mom. I mean, are you the... talking over Beth? <laughs> Are you talking about me? I'm talking now. It's me, <laughs> Beth Gibbs. Thank you, Molly, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome. Past. Um, so <laughs> I think that there are probably people at the cemetery. Mm. There might be mm. a daughter. Like there might be I feel like he has a family. That's like a that's a part of it, right? right. But they're definitely not talking about not a man. Yeah, because like, they're probably talking about him, right? Yeah. 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 So if they do talk to each other at all, but I think he does have like a wife and a child. The issue I'm having is that I don't know how much of the vague scenes I'm remembering are from this or from Band of Brothers, Mm. which was like 
Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg being like, that was great. Let's make an entire show like that. Yep. <laughs> Let's make it another four million hours long. <laughs> but also like Band of Brothers Rules, uh, you should definitely check it out if you are okay with literally every episode opening with a sad old man. <laughs> like it's very well done, but like they fucking lay into it. Like it is fucking brutal. Like every episode there is like, here's what, here's like some real perspective from a real person. And it's always just like, this adorable oh, old man. Oh, it's real sad old like, man? Only part, well, like it's dramatized. Like the show is dramatized. It's got actors that you recognize. No, I mean the opening is like actors. a. Like an interview. Like a real. Yeah. Sad. Or the end of it. I can't remember if it's the end or the beginning of each episode, but they like interview actual vets. Oof. And it like every time it's like them describing, describing their memories of like whatever historical moment in the war that that episode is about. And it always just ends with them either like on the verge of crying Ugh. or straight up crying. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, Dan's leaving. He's so <laughs> distraught at the idea, even the idea of old men crying. Ugh. I mean, this is this is going to be rough stuff. It is. I, I remember there. Okay, I will say this. I remember there's comedy in it. I think uh, Tom Hanks has a real droll sense of humor. Yes. Oh yeah, he's a charmer. He's so charming. Hanks will and, charm. I think even mm-hmm. in this setting, I agree. Hanks will charm. And I just remember his line. I think it was in the preview where he says, "This guy better invent a better light bulb or something." <laughs> right <laughs> about Matt Damon's yeah. character. Yeah. Is this a um, a thick Williams joint? Ooh, Ooh. probably. I'll bet that. I mean, it's it's going to be big music. Yeah, I, I I will get behind that bet. I bet, like the music is contributes to the sadness. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. Oh boy, uh, and we've indicated but we didn't really say that we we all think it's a steven spielberg film right mm-hmm. yes absolutely Pretty yes. okay did he write it uh, too i don't think so is he a writer he writes a movie right does he i don't think i saw any writing maybe mm, i don't know he writes those checks huh <laughs> hey. hey to who to his like the, the crew he owns a production company so he's writing checks to pay his employees Yes. Yeah. yeah, and to like pay other people to make movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And to buy like big houses and cars. And that yeah. too. Jeez, and, like, I don't know. And like E.T. statues to put in his lobby of his mansion. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> writing checks. Sure. I mean, at this point, is he though? Ooh, probably not at this I point. Mean, He's probably digital right? now. And he, they're probably just like, yeah, just books. go, just open up my Venmo and uh, wire it. <laughs> S Spielberg with a dollar sign for the S. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Spielberg. Well, Venmo us. Isn't that SS Spielberg then? That's probably what. Like. I just what? feel like he doesn't no, want to start S his is a dollar sign. It still then looks like SS at the top. I feel like you don't want to do that. Well, then how he what? That happens no matter what he does in any situation. If well, he's like saying Stevie. S Spielberg. Stevie Spielberg. Spielberg. How about S. Dot Spielberg? Okay. <laughs> You're like exhausting. retroactively making it a problem for him to just abbreviate his own name. <laughs> just every time I think of SS, I think of the SS. I see the SS, I think about him. And then it's Nazis. I think of boats. Ooh, interesting. Oh. Oh, yeah, well, the, the SS Enterprise. <laughs> he could be a boat. All right. Dollar sign, the dot SS, dollar sign. The SS Spielberg. Spielberg. <laughs> and I need a bigger boat. Venmo us for that idea. Venmo Change your Venmo yeah. and Venmo us. Spielberg. Yeah. So we know what your Venmo is. Hey, Spielberg. <laughs> Give us your. Write us a Venmo check. Yeah. This episode sponsored by Francis, not Venmo. Psych. <laughs> 
Um, okay, Dan's bet there will be at there will be at least one sympathetic German in this movie. Are they even? France. Yeah, because they definitely engage with people who aren't them at some point, right? It's three hours long, isn't it? Like at some point, they got to talk to somebody else. I I think. Somebody. Okay, okay, we're I've probably gonna hear some German being yelled. Oh, from across the way, right? But like nice German? No. Oh well, that's what I mean. Like, there's got to be at least one sympathetic German, right? I don't think so. What about some no? German? I think it's a captive. wonderful bet. What a spicy, fun bet! Thank you. Okay. Um. I have a proposal. I think what we do is we just fast forward to the first 20 minutes of the movie, <laughs> and then it's both shorter, and we don't have to go through the trauma of watching the opening scene. No, you have to expose yourself to the horrors of war so as not to repeat history, Molly. Yeah. You're going to war if you don't history. watch the You're going to war so hard if you don't watch the opening of this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to be like, there's so many people who should have watched this movie. Yeah. Get in there. Molly Chase. All right. Well, I have the perfect ratings uh, scale when we're ready. I, I think we're ready. Yeah, I'm I ready. think we've pre-bummed ourselves out enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, our rating scale is Dad Hanks. Ooh, wow. Dad Hanks. Yeah, is this Dad Hanks. Tom Hanks as a dad, as the dad of Chet and Colin? <laughs> it's actually an award that Ooh. you can give or receive it's like an oscar but it's a dad hanks uh-huh. and it's just like like a true form of a dad mm-hmm. it's got like crocs on <laughs> and um there's like maybe a grill next to it Not okay. just is however it, your dad is, is. It in the like likeness of Tom hanks? <laughs> yeah yeah okay. it's super likable and um, no no but does it look like tom hanks well, no, both things. No, I'm, I'm getting oh, okay. to that. Yeah, it both looks like Tom Hanks, and it's really likable. And right. you give mm-hmm. it to a dad who has been an exceptional dad? Yeah. Like for great achievements in dad Ex- Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. This most distinguished dadding. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is there a Which nomination is different process? Than fathering. Well, you know, it's both... You know, it's, it's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> and... Um, but you don't have to like line up five different dads and just pick one. You you could just give an award to all the dads. Oh, so it's not just one a year. Anytime. It's anybody who just, gets the merit. There's unlimited potential. Well, just like there's not a limit on hugs, there's not a limit on dad hanks. Is this the equi- is this the alternative to a hug because dads are uncomfortable with expressing their emotions? <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, not yes. Exactly. Okay. Dot .com. What? Not all dads.com. Um, yep. And it's the size Trademark. of Copyright. a cargo pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. Fits perfectly in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can be used as a Swiss Army knife. Wow. Wow. Uh, yep. All right. That's a good award. Yeah. Yeah. So like the grill, <laughs> like the each <laughs> leg of the grill is like a different sized Allen wrench. Yep. Right. Oh, it's like one of those bike keys or whatever. That's like twelve <laughs> different tools. Yeah. Yep. Get that at all. Wow. Uh, uh, great, Dan. You go first, as we all know. Oh wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think this movie's gonna bum me out hard, but I feel like any. I mean, even Top Gun kind of bummed me out because now I've just like completely ruined myself and like any movie about the U.S. military. I'm just like, oh god, this is a nightmare of imperialists. 
propaganda. Um, but I do remember it being really well made, and Hanks will charm, and Vin Diesel will be in it for at least one scene, which is like hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna say an optimistic for Dad Hanks. Wow. That's great. Beth, you're up. Um, yeah, I... Oh, boy. I think this is going to be a really well-made movie, but I am going to have to drop the rating just because it's going to be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say a three. Maybe, wow. maybe it will be good enough that the sadness will be shoved down <laughs> so you're you're taking your you're taking your boat and you're landing upon the shores of coward island <laughs> yes i am okay. storming yes. the beaches of coward island storming the beaches of coward island oh no oh, oh no what I'm it'd be so crying. easy they're cowards <laughs> yeah there's a whole island oh. of cowards so it's no like a regular beach fired. where everyone just like hangs out yeah, you come up yeah, just like, well, hey, I'm going to be here, okay? And they're like, yeah, okay, just don't hurt us. We're like, no, I'm it's, yeah. I'm not going to. Don't talk to me, please. And then the, and then She's like, sailing in on SS yeah. deflection. Yeah. 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 So true. it's going to be smooth sailing. Nice. Modeled after the SS Peelberg, of course. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it's my turn now. Um, You know what? I'm going to be... <laughs> Beal Bald, Big Man, Best Boyfriend, Butcher... Blair Witch. Bolo. Bolo. Bummed out. Beach Baggins. Bummed out. <laughs> Bummer Beach Baggins. Um, and say five. I think this is going to be an achievement in wow. film. And I am a lover of film, as we know. Yes. And so I think despite um, the horrors of war, the American military, and generally the sadness of watching people kill each other, um, the magic of film will lift us all mm. and educate us all, and it's okay to feel sometimes. Dads, that's hey. aimed at you. Feel something for once in your life. <laughs> Look at me. Feel. <laughs> feel. <laughs> so five. Wow. Wow. Molly, like your turn. Steven Fielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very good. I... I'm going to give it a somewhat cowardly four. Okay. Based on knowing it'll be a superb movie and not being able to enjoy any of it because I know that all those people are going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I'm sorry to be a bummer about it. You know what, though? Maybe um, love and great filmmaking will lift us up where we belong and it'll lift me right up to a five. Maybe. Uh, that would be great. That would be terrific. Um, I just, I don't want to put that kind of pressure, that kind of pressure on, on a movie that is three hours long and really, really it's sad. Three. It's close. I was hoping yeah. for like 244 or something. It's I mean, 250. It's, I think, yeah. That's right. in between you know, there. I'm going to go ahead and tell this story, even though it's not exactly about this movie, because Spielberg also made Schindler's List. Which Ugh. is like Even an intense movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to the theater and I saw that. And it happened to come out the same time as, I think, Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> or some like uh, Robin Williams comedy. Uh-huh. And I went to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, just partly out of, I just needed a break. And watching people stream out of that Robin Williams movie, happy and laughing, it like honestly got me through the second half of the movie. Because I had been so 
immersed in it that I had gotten to the point where I was like, well, all hope is lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is I really wish that I could go out in the hall and watch people coming out of a comedy in the middle of this movie. Just tell your husband to queue up uh, some cat Mrs. Doubtfire in another room. I think or what you should <laughs> do is when you're f- really feeling like you you can't take any more of the movie, pull mm-hmm. up the Mrs. Doubtfire Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. yes. Just remind yourself of the joys of Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. Or have, yeah, that's good. All, you could have your husband uh, dress up like Mrs. Doubtfire and then just yes. like, hide in the closet. <laughs> And then at a moment of his choosing, when he feels like you're really having a hard time, he jumps out and says, he's got pie on his face. Of course he has pie on his face. Big wig. (laughs) Yeah, he's got time. He's got time. We're starting the movie in like five minutes. He's got time. Yeah, no, it's true. It's fair. I mean, he doesn't have to be ready to go at minute one. Maybe he does. Uh, She said three. Okay. (laughs) We'll see. He's got three minutes. So. (laughs) And with that, we're going to press pause. Go watch... Saving Private Ryan, and we'll be right back. Uh, Hi, listeners. This is Dan Jaquette coming at you in the mid spot. The mid midnight in the mid of the podcast. Am I right? Are you are you doing a radio show? Uh, yeah, the podcasts are the new radio show. Just to be clear, oh. this is the real choice that you're making for this segment. Of the Absolutely, show. <laughs> okay. big bopper. What? Big no, bopper. <laughs> I don't want to be the big bopper. Okay, he died Disaster. tragically. Oh, sure. Um, all right, buddy Holly. Nope, nope, not a good choice. Hey, Leonard Skinner, shout out. Hey, remember when you started talking for a reason? <laughs> yeah, that I got interrupted and sidetracked. Anyway. <laughs> You have been listening to Saving Private Ryan, an episode that was sponsored by Francis. If you would like to be Francis, too bad, there's only one Francis, but you can be like Francis in that you can also sponsor an episode. And all you got to do is head to patreon.com slash totesrecall.com. That's the web. The second dot com is not on there, just... Totes Recall at the end. Don't add a dot com. It's very confusing. Don't listen to Dan ever. That's the But do listen to Francis Aravello. Yep. I'm going to say his name a couple more times because I'm not sure I got it right, guys. Okay, go for it. Francis Aravello. Francis (laughs) Aravello. Francis Aravello. Francis. What if it's Aravello and we just sound like Aravello? Oh, we are idiots. We don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. We don't know. I mean, we kind of know we're idiots. We well, don't know yeah, we in know what that way. Part. <laughs> well, anyway, Francis, we're super grateful. And there can be even more Francis's in the world. Patreon.com slash Totes Recall. Francis adjacent people. <laughs> Dot com. And we're back. We just watched 169 minutes nice, of nice. the horrors oh. of <laughs> warfare and the bonds you make before your band of brothers are murdered in front of you. Wow. Oh. It was rough. But, I mean, it was beautiful. Watch. What a well-made movie. Let's get into it. Okay. 
And the way we always get into it first <laughs> is oh, no. uh, award-winning segment Oscars right. were just recently in yes. terms of record, but not in yep. release. So mm-hmm. we're thinking about awards, and the number one award we're thinking about, <laughs> of course, is the uh, that one. We won recently. Two won. The latest 2021 ceremony. Yeah, don't forget the, about the show. It was, was uh, the juror prize. It was, yeah. prevent, it was the, presented to us by yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beautiful ceremony. Got the prize money. Yep. And this one. <laughs> 60 second summary, of course, Yay. is the segment we're referring to. How could anyone forget? People Such love it. They're segment. clamoring. They're clamoring for it. They got to have it. 169 minutes in 60 seconds. Who's Ooh, feeling yeah. good? I, as always, am feeling great about oh. my ability to do so. But that's okay. It. We'll I'll happily do it. cede the floor. No, you do it, Dan. Okay. The also Dan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Me. Me is the also one. Also Dan, do it. I got a timer. Okay, I'm Great. ready. Uh, ready? Yep. Go. Okay, we open on a beautiful spring or summer's day. An old <laughs> man is walking in front of his family. You're already realizing this is going to be heavy. Uh, flashback <laughs> to... The storming of Normandy Beach. Tom Hanks is there. He's awesome. Also, a bunch of people get killed. Tom Hanks is shell-shocked. He does his best because he's great at this. He's the best captain in the world. I love him. Um, Him and their chums get into France. Jesus. Uh, We cut to a pool of typists. They learn a very... Thoughtful woman learns that three of the Ryan brothers have already been killed. Brian Cranston brings it up the chain of command. A guy who loves quoting Abraham Lincoln is like, we got to get that last Ryan. <laughs> Tom Hanks gets the mission. Him and his bros, the best bros, go deeper into France. Uh, Vin Diesel dies. It's a bummer. Giovanni Ribisi dies. It's also a bummer. A bunch of people continue to die. It's a bummer. Matt three, Damon lives. Two, Private Ryan is saved. Time, time, time. Did he wow. live very life? good. Dear that God. was very good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I'm glad that you got Vin Diesel's death in there. Yeah. yeah. It's Made important. it very it's prominent. Pretty it's key. important. It's, it it's one of the most important moments in the film. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, I I was sort of jokingly saying that as I started saying it because it's Vin Diesel, but as I said, I'm like, no, it is. It's actually a very pivotal yeah. moment in the story. We love yeah. Vin Diesel um, because he's a lovable lad, but also uh, he is the number one family in the Fast and the Furious movies, yep. which we yes. love. Yes. So it's a delight to see him in his first ever role. And also he's in this first more than I, ever? I believe this is his first um well he has like a student film, but I think this is his first like he's cast in a movie. Wow. That's amazing. Like he is in one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate. Fast five. And then he's in the and then he's in the best movies. And then he's like the next ten movies he's in are the best movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's had an incredible career. <laughs> <laughs> it really has. Uh, I would say just the there are a few, a couple plot points that are maybe worth buttoning up real quick. Oh, Oof. okay, okay. Well, no, just so the listener at home doesn't have to watch this Fine, whole movie I get unless it. they I want to. I did a bad to. job, and we don't get the award this year because I Listen, did a bad no, job. No, you did. You did a great job, Dan. The button is definitely going to give us that prize <laughs> again this year. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah. So, no, uh, but I think the major thing is when they finally find Private Ryan, you're like an hour and a half into the movie. Yeah. And it could just be, let's pack up and go. But Private Ryan is like, no, I'm not going to leave my, um, 
I almost said castmates. My uh, <laughs> band of brothers. <laughs> Fellow brothers. soldiers. They're brothers. Ragtag team. The only brothers here. he has left. We've got to defend this. Yeah. Th- this bridge is really important. And so for that reason, they decide to stay and they decide to try to protect it. Yes. One plot question I have. Yes. So basically, these folks who have started out with eight, and I think they're down to like six by the time they find Private Ryan and they agree to take on this mission of protecting mm. the bridge. Um, towards the end, there's a, a moment where the um, Air Force comes in and mm-hmm. they like provide air support, which is really critical, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden there are a bunch of military folks there um, backup as well, right? Mm-hmm. You don't call it backup, you call it reinforcements. That's right. Well, whatever. So a bunch of reinforcements are there. And there's a moment where like Matt Damon is kind of dazed and walking around and seeing all these folks. And I'm like, does this mean that had they just not protected that bridge, if they had just put their heels up and waited, that the Americans would have still saved the bridge? Mm, not necessarily. Because Germans would go over the bridge and then they're on the other side, which yeah. is bad. But they had the rabbit to bring them over in that direction. They what baited now? them. They, they they baited them to come over in that direction. I think they just wanted right, them to get come. in that specific spot between the buildings so they could jam up the approach oh. with a disabled tank. Yeah, but they were coming to. I don't know. To, I guess to secure the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. That was the whole point of the Germans approaching there. Anyway, they could have approached either the right or left flank. And still got into the bridge. That yeah. was still their mission. Mm-hmm. And it was the Americans' mission to stop them. And they did, kind of, with like massive loss of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, when all of the reinforcements come, does that mean that their efforts really didn't mount that to that much? I mean, I, I not necessarily. Saying. I mean, I'm not saying, like, th- they're... I understand, right? But I guess what I'm saying is when Matt Damon is walking around and seeing all of these people there all of a sudden, these reinforcements they reinforcements they've been waiting for for so long, mm-hmm. and here they are. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're led to believe that's got to be something that's going on in his mind is like, holy crap, if they could have just gotten here a few hours earlier or, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I imagine yeah, that was a like, thought that went through a lot of people's heads a lot of the time. Including yeah. mine. I was like, oh, guys, get there like 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. So, but, but apparently a lot, of, um, a lot of what's in this story actually happened. It's pretty historically accurate with wow. some variation. I don't want to dig too much into your um, internet-based knowledge. Yep. But is this the, um, is this like the start of the policy of like, if your siblings get killed in the war, you get to go home? Is that a policy now? I think so. I mean, is they it? mention they mention that specific group of brothers who died on a ship early in the movie when Cranman brings it to the chief's attention. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that I think was the precedent that was set of just like, oh, that sucks. Like yeah. <laughs> that sucks that like an entire generation was sunk. Oh, that's what it was. So the pro- the policy wasn't go get the last one. The policy was don't all don't keep them all in one unit. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
That's what it was. They mentioned that where like the Ryans were all originally in the same unit, but then after that family sunk in a boat, they're like, "Oh fuck, that can't happen. That can't happen again. We have to separate them out to different units." Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think that was the policy, and this was more just that guy who was just like, I don't know, in his feelings that day and reading Abraham Lincoln, just like this blows. We got to get a win, like a yeah. moral win or something, you know. Yeah, we got that Abraham Lincoln quote twice. Yeah, Doug. He loves yep. it. Yep, he does. Uh, I don't think that is a official policy. I guess I don't know now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, part of the message of this movie is, you know, like, no one who says it's a odd allocation of resources is wrong. Like, that's sort of one of the messages of the movie. It's just like, no, yeah. none of them are wrong. The ones that are like, against the idea from the beginning like they make a very valid point yeah um but like sarge tom sargemore says like maybe us saving fry ryan is like the one nice thing we can actually get out of this whole shitty situation yeah it's a mess it's a real mess (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean breaking news to say the least (laughs) breaking news uh world war ii and war in general is a Fucking mess. Yeah, I I remembered the the, like conflict of be like, why do we got to save this one dude? But I don't think I remembered it being as, I guess, well done at presenting it as like a stand-in for like, like uh, none of these choices make any sense. Sort of like everything's Mm. like the math is too hard. No, no version of it is the right version. Yeah, hard choices only. War is. I don't think I don't think the movie's saying war is bad, but war is brutal. War is rough. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't mean to get us so in the weeds on the plot, but that really was something that kind of that confused me a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I mean you don't me. know. Confused my heart. I think yeah. that's also like just like that is probably also just a very as a lot of scenes in this movie are is like an attempt to uh put the audience in like that actual perspective of just like you have no like if you don't get the communication you don't know where the reinforcements are you don't yeah. know how close they are all you can work with is the information you have in front of you yeah they didn't have texting right? then you couldn't just yeah. text the commander be like Yo, i mean dog, they had like you what? up for reinforcing me <laughs> <laughs> and be like omw water pistol uh, the poof the little poof Emoji means it's going cool fast. Oh, right. Also fast, that was the so first, I think that funny. was the first moment, that was the first moment of the movie that like, um, I thought that was a really visceral and good, just like visual cue of just like how everything can just like completely fall apart in a second near the beginning where uh, Tom Hanks is trying to relay yeah. information through the communicate guy. So he like, you know, he like gets his attention relays a message then tries to get him attention again and now he's dead so he grabs the phone and tries the phone but that's gotten shot up too so then he just throws it away and now he's like just has to deal with the fact that he doesn't have a way of communicating yeah until they can get another working machine yeah the camera works really good in that scene Mm -hmm. of like you don't see cameraman (laughs) cameraman radio operator yeah Mm -hmm. uh die or the radio gets shot up it's just like because he's focused on the one thing so you are just part of the noise yeah yeah i texted i texted this as we were watching it but that first scene is like 
the worst. It's like the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it's also the best scene in a film. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's incredible. incredible. Like I, I was just thinking about like what it would have taken to to film that, mm-hmm. and I like just think about all the like prosthetics and makeup alone with all of. Oh, I mean, there's just like horrifying injuries and deaths and there's explosions everywhere and the camera there's like a part where the camera's like partially underwater and then it comes up out of the water and like Mm -hmm. there's a whole underwater scene Mm -hmm. it's it's a phenomenal it's really an incredible scene but also like i would say one minute in i was like just tearing up (laughs) because i was like please make it stop horrifying like please yeah it's horrible it's so horrible and i yeah, I was just going to say that like I had predicted that I was going to be sad in the movie, which I was, but mm-hmm. mostly I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was just angry about war in general. <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid. None of these people had to die. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's awful. That that first, well, and really it's the second scene, right? But it's right. the first yeah. major scene of the movie, right? The first scene is is seeing the soldier he don't know who it is yet right returning to normandy mm-hmm. um, although my but, wife said who had never seen the movie said is that matt damon to which i said <laughs> i don't know is <laughs> wow what baby That's blues amazing. on that old man though right really they and you know how you know they zoom in like into his <laughs> <laughs> iris <laughs> like. man, yeah eyes are the window into the most horrifying cinematic set piece you've ever seen so yeah. Yeah. as the old saying goes <laughs> yeah that's the same but what I'd forgotten about that uh, epic 20-minute scene at the mm-hmm. beginning is, first of all, how, like, I remembered all the chaos that it portrayed. But even when we were about to watch it, I was like, I don't remember why I watched that whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. why did it keep me? But it keeps you there. And it somehow expresses both the chaos of the moment and advances this plot, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're in very much in the perspective of Tom Hanks's character and your I don't know like his ability to strategically change direction many many times and improvise and make his way through is just truly um impressive like I don't know I, I guess like news news report uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg uh, shows up uh, Saving Private Ryan which is on the AFI list and I think it premiered at 71 but anyway it is a great movie right but I just I hadn't remembered it doing so much storytelling along with all of that chaos demonstration yeah, like, and there's a really good I mean the first one of the first things we like once they uh, yeah like just the first couple moments with Tom Hanks, Captain Miller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you do sort of get a pretty good sense of like who he is and why he's been entrusted with the mission, like the mission to find James Ryan. Because like, yeah, like on the boat, he's very assured. Like you see, his hand is starting to get that twitch. He's ve- but he's still very assured and like talking to his men. And then he gets like, you know, just completely. Yeah, like he immediately like improvises and tells them to jump over the side of the boat, and then he like pulls a dude with him up to the shore, and then like I don't know, then he gets shell shocked at one point from a, a mortar blowing up near him, and then he just like I don't know, just sort of finds a new thing to focus on for his brain to focus on. Then he's back and he's like back to being like super capable Captain mm-hmm. Miller who can you know 
push forward and it's just like yeah it does a really good job just like showing i don't know i mean this is just gonna be a episode full of breaking news but that tom <laughs> hanks yeah beep, 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 my beep, god beep, 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 beep. Beep. he's so, so good. good he's so watchable he's so charismatic he's great he's hey, like calm I have... and direct Ugh. Tom Hanks. Mm. Go ahead, i've Mom. got two things one is before we get too far away from it at the very beginning when he's shouting orders and like basically giving troops like I mean, it's their marching orders, but being really specific about, I don't want to see five troops together. Oh, yeah. I want to see you disperse and like really tactical, clear reminders of, of what they need to do. I was like, oh, that is so true. Like even when you're up to your eyeballs in crap, if somebody gives you some specific task mm-hmm. or some feeling of control, that goes a really long way yeah. <laughs> towards being able to calm your nerves, right? right? And of course, it turns out, like for most of those people, none of those suggestions were really helpful. Right. Um, but the thing about Tom Hanks that I was wondering when I was watching this movie is, can you consistently or even one time play a character who is so charming and likable and also real without yourself actually being charming and likable? Because I was thinking about like, yes. actors that, you just really adore Mm. and rarely do you find out that they are like horrible in real life, but maybe they are. I don't know. But Tom Hanks just feels like he's probably actually that way. I mean, all signs point to Tom Hanks actually being who we think Tom Hanks is. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like I have yet to see any rumblings on the internet of just being like, like of all people, I feel like Hanks is the one that is just like, everyone's just like, Oh no, he's great. Like he's, (laughs) All right. But I don't know. I guess there are other people who play charming, delightful, nice people. Not like a Hank. Name one. Yeah. (laughs) But that, I mean, that's what I like. Like, that's what's great about, uh, I don't know. Like, it is interesting. And again, I am not a dad and I don't, uh, and I mean that more in like the, (laughs) like, cliche sense than anything to do with, yeah, (laughs) pop cultural. Um, but I do feel like there is something about, and this is kind of what I mean by this sort of start of this like new renaissance of like these kinds of pieces where I really appreciate the fact that like one, obviously Steven Spielberg was like, we're going to show how truly awful this was. But two, I appreciate that like, you know, they, the fact that they cast this, like they cast Tom Hanks as like the capable leader that everyone looks up to right like he's not like a hollywood badass or anything like he's just this very competent you know he's just this very competent man who's clearly very intelligent who is just like you know doing his best and happens to be pretty good at what he's been thrown into and i just appreciated that like i don't know i appreciate that they don't really they don't try to glorify these men in any sort of Hollywood way. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Vin Diesel even is like, even though he's a little more like him and the other guy, like, you know, the other people are a little more just like, Hey, we're just dudes. Oh, but even them, like they're just more presented as like, it's never presented just like, look at this power fantasy striding in this uniform. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, you feel like they're, <laughs> they're mortal at all points in time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. there's never a point where you're like, these are superheroes. Right. <laughs> like, no, these are just men that yeah. are 
very vulnerable at any point in time something bad yeah. could happen i love how like because he's such a regular dude like part of the mystique that gives him some authority is that no one knows anything about him like yeah. he refuses to he refuses to divulge anything about his personal life so like everyone just sort of like can make up these own stories for why he's such a capable leader yeah and he knows that clearly. I, I love the reveal is that he's a school teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. An English like, composition teacher of all I things. Mean, yeah. But also, like, think about the leadership skills of teachers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially when he's met a thousand James Ryans. Am I yeah. right? Sounds like those Ryan boys got into some trouble. Ryan boys, <laughs> <Those> Ryan <laughs> at boys. it again. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting it up. <laughs> Uh, I have a Wikipedia fact I'm dying to share. Can I do it? <laughs> it's time for Wikipedia. 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 Yep. Dot <laughs> org. At what minute did you look at Wikipedia out of curiosity? I mean, like, did we get off say. the beach before you got to Wikipedia? Oh, yeah. No, I got to Wikipedia much later oh, okay. after I'd gotten really attached to everyone and sure. I was stressed okay. out by yeah. what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That makes yeah. sense. I was going to say, sense. it's not because you were bored by the movie. <laughs> right. It was no, more that, that you were like, like oh no, I now I have this. a personal attachment to these people. Yeah, that stabbing scene, I both oh. went to the kitchen for a while yeah. and like Wikipedia'd my heart out because oh, it was... So I mean, awful. it's nearly three hours of like the most stressful images that you could watch. Yeah. But as Beth pointed out, she's like, oh, good. I'm glad we're taking a quiet moment <laughs> to get to know all of them as human beings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it. <sighs> yeah. Yikes. Um, oh, but one of the things that I thought was really interesting is Tom Hanks was brought on board pretty early on. There was some mm. talk about Mel Gibson or mm. someone oh, else. And they were like, him. no. No. Because that's that would have ruined what I was just talking about. Exactly. Like Mel Gibson, it would have what? There's one that can charm, but is kind of a monster. Oh, oh sure. yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. That's a good point. But also, like, can he still charm? I feel like you look back at some of those movies and you're just like, ooh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Let's watch Braveheart. That's weapon. Short. Is it? <laughs> no. It's <laughs> very long. <laughs> okay. Before we go too far down this path and give anybody any more ideas. I will just uh, switch to think. Oh, so what's interesting is so Tom Hanks come, came on board pretty quickly. He yeah. and Spielberg had always want to work with each other. Um, and then. Wait, is this their first collab? I think so, oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there was a screenwriter who was inspired by, he was reading up on the war. His wife had given him a book for his birthday. And of he had noticed that a monument <laughs> in his town, the repeating names, um, and realized that they had been brothers. Mm and started to do some research and there was a there was precedent for this in the war their last name was like nilsack or something it was not ryan mm-hmm. um and it was uh two brothers had been killed and so the third they brought home mm. uh and so that was his inspiration for saving private ryan um and ta- um steven spielberg got a hold of it and by the time steven spielberg made this movie he had made 1941, Empire of the Sun, Schindler's List, and all the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty immersed in World War II anyway, so it's a natural fit. Anyway, Tom Hanks is in. And then for the rest of casting, he wanted to cast people who looked like people in 1942, mm-hmm. who look like the people in the reels. And mm-hmm. it's kind of weird, but yeah, people look different. Yeah, And so that was... 
one of the overwhelming factors for who got cast, which hmm. is really amazing because yeah. that means there's a whole generation of uh, actors who might have been overlooked for not looking like modern day soldiers, just for example, mm-hmm. who got a, I would say, a big boost, right? Like this started a lot of people's careers. I mean, uh, it was wild to... Who. Like every time they would get to a new location, you're just like, oh, that guy's in this movie too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never realized that Ted Danson and Nathan Ooh, yeah. Fillion were and in the Paul same. Giamatti. And Giamatti, man, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible the actors that Grand are. Grand Man is the guy at the, yeah. the saddest office job in the entire military, <laughs> yeah. I assume, right? Oh, like he literally awful. just overlooks a group of typists just typing out letters to family members whose children have died. Yeah, I do want to talk about that scene. I also want to talk about casting. Everyone's white in this movie. Yes. I think, except Vin Diesel, who they give an Italian name to so that he can be white. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I don't know enough about history to know how much of a pass I should give it based on like segregated um, platoons or whatever. That's probably too big of a grouping. But it was like, really? Yeah, uh, dads, tweet at us. Tweet at us and let us know uh, if there were any integrated or non-white in general service people in that area of France at that time in the war. Well, it's really the question of how integrated the troops were, right? Mm -hmm. Because you had, you know, Tuskegee Airmen, and you had a lot of segregated special forces. Yeah. Yeah. So it's possible. But where were they? That's what I mean. That's what yeah. I need the dads for. Like I need the dads to tell me yeah. where they were. You're coming into like when they come into that airplane scene where they talk about the heavy general. Um, yeah. And it's like this is just a mix of all sorts of different companies. Like, yeah. In that scene, we can't get any people of color. I don't know. That's why we need those dads. Come on, dads. But, you know, if they did, we would be like, well, they had people of color, but they didn't say anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah we like, would. Like, as also, like, women said almost nothing. Oh, they were inaudible. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was only one woman speaking in the entire movie, mm-hmm. and it is Matt Damon's wife. Now, now, there right? was a woman shouting in French. Oh, that's true. Okay, that that's good point. Out city. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, and then the little girl was yelling too, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's true. But I was, I was just thinking, like, she she literally says four things. Yep. And two of the things she says are a man's name, okay. which mm-hmm. is like somehow the inverted Bechdel Wallace, where like it's one, one woman, woman only talking about two named men. Yeah. It's like James and then the uh, Captain Miller. That's yeah. amazing. What you are in response to, am I a good man? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's really intense, and yeah. and the movie is, you know, just not about showing that perspective, right? right. I mean, yeah. and yeah, well, even I'm not like mad the at scene the movie where, oh no, 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 I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yes, ending what you're saying, right? Yeah. Like, um, but not in a funny way. <laughs> okay, Do so you want Dan and I the, to jump in here. No, yeah, would shush. that help? <laughs> you hush. Um, but even the moments where you see Private Ryan's mom get the news about his three older brothers, and by the way, yeah. I was wrong, it wasn't five, it was three, uh, or five, it was four. Um, you see the back of her, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see her physically embody that grief, but you're still looking at the men that she's looking at. Yeah. And so it's sort of her perspective, but kind of 
Like you, you get to see her face when she is at the kitchen window and incredible sync acting, by the way, beautiful sync acting. Yeah. Um, But that's it. Like you rarely get a glimpse into any woman's life. Whereas, you know, Spielberg had a whole thing about in that opening scene that we've been talking about. He wanted your perspective to be in it, but you also couldn't look away or get out of that chaos. And so I guess that movie just wasn't really about, wasn't really about showing a lot of viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a very specific viewpoint. Like, Mm -hmm. what was it like being in these battles and, like, arriving on these beaches? And, um, yeah. If you watch Tom (laughs) Hanks' and Spielberg's Band of Brothers, there is an episode where I believe a medic and a charming French nurse or maybe just lady who's volunteering at the local village have a delightful meet cute that I can't remember if ends in tragedy, but it probably oh, does no. because that show is a fucking roller coaster out of emotions, <laughs> but it's great. Uh, so if you want to see more women in World War II, check out Band of Brothers on HBO Maximum, <laughs> maybe just episode five. <laughs> probably a better recommendation than that for if you want to see women in World War II. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, that we were joking on our group text uh, when we got a room full of women in the typist room. Like, here's our chance. But that is yeah. just like it's a male voiceover reading the letters that the women wrote. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then then it says on the captions inaudible dialogue, whatever they're talking. <laughs> yeah. Which it was inaudible. Which it so. was. That's accurate. That's not on the um, captioner's fault. Yeah, I mean, this is honestly, like, as much as I want movies to pass the Bechdel Wallace, because it's (laughs) just the easiest, uh, this movie, I'm not really mad at for not passing it. It's just, yeah, it's it's about a group of men, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, he does have, it seems, four daughters Mm -hmm. and um, a grandson, maybe, Mm -hmm. at the end there. Yeah. Um, I was hoping maybe they were like talking in the background. Yeah. Maybe about- maybe there's a scene <laughs> that got cut out where they're just like, "I'm bored. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Shut up, baby." It actually it was really oh, interesting to me because even when they had they have this moment where um, Matt Damon as an elderly person collapses from grief yes. uh, at the grave site, oh. and his family kind of comes around him right Mm -hmm. and it was so interesting to me because it they did such a nice job of making the ripples of family um of illustrating that because like the wife is right there with her hand and his son you know has his arm around him and then as you go back through the ripples of like younger generations like younger generations are kind of hanging back looking bored you know which is real like i thought it was a really um that attention to detail about for especially for a group of people who don't have any lines yeah any audible lines i thought that was really lovely i mean i can certainly say that if my grandfather collapsed into tears in a graveyard and i was there i wouldn't know what the fuck to do so i'd probably let <laughs> i'd probably hang back and let yeah. the uh, the older people <laughs> yeah <laughs> take care of that shit i mean i kind of had cool. a similar experience when i went to dc and went to um we went to Arlington and they do the like changing of the guard outside of the tomb of the unknown soldier. 
Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of, I mean, there were a ton of veterans there and they were very, very emotional. Mm-hmm. And like, I just remember kind of being like, I feel very distant from this. Like, mm-hmm. this is like, a th- I'm on vacation right now, like viewing this thing happening. But I like, I just felt very, I don't know. I felt like, like I shouldn't have been there. It felt like a very like private thing for them. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Yeah, yeah. that. I mean, that's one of the things I like, kind of like I was saying before, that I like with this movie is I appreciate that it really harps on, like, it's still, you know, I mean, it still ends with, like, an American flag waving beautifully in the wind or whatever, but, like, it really doesn't, it it is not, it doesn't shy away from the fact that, like, this was horrible for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, like, we ought, like, you know, obviously Spielberg was, like, honoring the men who were fighting there, but he, like, isn't all, he isn't. You know, like, no one just comes off, like you said, of, like, this invincible hero of America. Like, it's all just, like, these people are just stuck in a giant thresher of horror and death. And they're just trying their damnedest to survive. Uh, And I feel like that, yeah, and, like, the fact that they showed so much emotion from old Ryan, like, old James Ryan in the bookends is also appreciated because, like... I think that is, again, the views of this podcast are not necessarily those of the podcast. That's one of the biggest problems with uh, our kind of, uh, I don't know, our sort of attempt to like hold on to our imperialist chokehold on the world while also pretending that we're this beacon of freedom and hope is that like we do try to sort of distance ourselves culturally from like the absolute nightmare that we put these people through. For various, I mean, you know, in various moments in history, but like that one is the one that we, I think that is the first time that we like, we've spent so much energy culturally to like just focus on like, you know, the the flag waving beautifully in the wind part and like the great heroes who've returned home and saved the world from fascism. And like, we spent a lot of time kind of, I feel like just like, just like, just cry and like, just go cry over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's yeah. Like just don't like yeah. let's just focus on how you're a hero and like let's not yep. let's yeah. not really like shine a bright light on the fact that like you are traumatized probably for the rest of your life for reasons that maybe you don't even fully understand because you were just one person in this gigantic event of global catastrophe. Yeah, I can't even imagine like just watching that movie for three hours. Oh my God. Right. Left me feeling emotionally distraught. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it, living through something like that. Ugh. Yeah. Well, and there's even that great moment in, uh, when they're, blah, 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 when they're at the, like that sort of, uh, makeshift checkpoint where the glider crashed mm-hmm. and like, uh, Reb, Rebe, Rebu. Giovanni Ruisi. No, yeah, but the other guys, all the other ones, Rival or whatever his name is, they're like going through the dog Ruby, tags and yeah. just sort of like fucking around with each other. And then Rabisi like looks up and he's just like, the entire, their entire fucking unit is walking by you right now, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah Speaking of bookends, I thought it was a very Spielberg moment that he starts on Tom Hanks' trembling hand and ends on a close-up of Tom Hanks' stilled hand Ooh, yeah. after he's passed. That was some filmmaking. Was like, oh, right? This is some real Spielberg that stuff right filmmaker. here. What? Yeah. F- filmmaker? Filmmaker. <laughs> filmmaker. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, 
I yeah, that was a that was a powerful shot. That like, oh, and his hand is still now consumed. Yeah. Well, and you know, I was also thinking too about how that that's like the big difference now, where soldiers when they come home from war are on a plane for maybe a few hours mm-hmm. instead of on a boat for a couple of months, and how the transition back into regular life is so abrupt. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, people love the reunion videos, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. so much more that's happening, you know, yep. beyond that. And and yeah. also, yeah, it also made me think about um, during, uh, gosh, in Iraq and Fallujah, that was a major advance that the military did. And um, I had a friend who had signed up to be in the Marines and was in Fallujah. And I thought a lot about how he was the only person a lot of people knew who were mm-hmm. directly on the ground um, in that situation and how much that made you sit up and listen every time there was a report of casualties mm-hmm. um, and how, what, like, aside from his service, it's really obvious, like for giving up and, and going to serve there, the softer service of making everybody feel or everybody within, I don't know, I guess a few hundred or a few thousand people um, feel extra invested and understanding of, of the larger sacrifices was really Mm. important. Um, And that's actually part of why he signed up. Mm. Um, Cause he just felt like, uh, you know, it's just not like it was in world war two where everybody like senators had people serving and, you know, everybody mm-hmm. from every socioeconomic class. Now it is really classist. I don't know. That's not breaking news. Everybody knows that. Ugh, mm. it's terrible. <laughs> I everybody. think most people do. I mean, not think about it consciously. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just so different now. Like, Yeah, and it's very uh, blah, 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 the caveat I've been saying every time I open my stupid mouth. Uh, <laughs> It is something that is like that's sort of part of that like goodwill capital that I feel like we've really as a culture just burned through where it's like we like to pretend that it's the same concept of just like oh the you know what I mean like yeah like back then it's like oh your whole fucking town like every man of like a certain age group is just gone mm-hmm. right and like mm-hmm. everything on the news the president is telling you like you, you know the good boys of your town are going to you know get ooh, get Jerry up in the uh, that's a British thing, but uh, <laughs> you know Island. what I mean. Uh, and I feel like we try to, maybe not as much anymore after the last uh, couple, uh, but like there was definitely a push for a long time to like try to maintain that sort of attitude when it was very clearly a different situation. But like we try to like the, like try to culturally try to stay on the same page of just like, yep, this is just the thing that everybody's participating in when it's actually more just like, hey, people who need a break, do you want to join this uh, institution that we need bodies for? Because mm-hmm. we can give you some stuff for it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking a lot about um, 1917, the film, mm. during this film, which is one of the last movies I saw in the theater, and I thought it was amazing and it's got similar energy it's world war one and it's a little smaller in Mm -hmm. um focus maybe still really good but i came out of that movie thinking a lot about um being a hero um Mm -hmm. and like it's common for people to like want to feel like a hero and they're doing good and they're 
and they're being a hero, right? And yep. it, it's an obvious path that is displayed for men uh, primarily to go go to the war, right? kill the bad guys. You are with your brothers. Now you're the hero. Um, right. And so I think that's maybe why it's so appealing to dads of like being able to tap into this Oh, this is how I this is how I hero, um, and I think it also does it does a disservice to men as well. And I don't want to say mm. that uh, soldiers are not heroes, but I think it as giving it presenting it as sort of a almost a default choice, like this is the pinnacle of male heroics, right? Locks us into this idea that we have to go like this is the only choice for how to be a good man. And then we we see that maybe lightly at the end where he, old Matt Damon, doesn't know if he's a good man or not. Like he has yeah. to turn to his wife and be like, am I a good man? Did I do it? Did I live a good life? And even then he can't, you know, his war heroics don't count in his own mind. Um, yeah, I thought that was really powerful when he says to, when he's just speaking like alone with Captain Miller's gravestone where he's just like, I hope at least in your eyes I've, you know, like I've earned that, like I've earned this life. I've earned what the sacrifice yeah. you and your men made or whatever yeah, he says. I'm so already it, ruining yeah. the much better written line, but. <laughs> and so it just really bums me out that we don't culturally present other ways to be a good man specifically, but also give mm. people um, to our young boys out there. Yeah. Like, boys in blue or green yeah. or whatever they say. Um, like be a good father, be a work in your community. All, there's always so many other ways. I don't want to say they're better or worse, but other ways that, that don't lock you into uh, violence in the U.S. military and right. all this other stuff that's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, and I do, I mean, I don't know. I None of you have vocally disagreed with me yet, so maybe you agree. <laughs> but, like, I do feel like that, I do think this movie walked a decent line of that. Where, like, yeah, like, all of these dudes are not, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I just feel like they are, like, throughout, just presented as just regular people, right? And they're not even necessarily, like... You know, they're just lucky, right? Like, anytime one of them doesn't die in a scene, it's like, oh, they were just lucky. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not necessarily like yeah. these people are incredible. You know, they are the true pinnacle of American men. It's just like, oh, no, they just got super lucky. I mean, like, even in that first scene, right? Like, that's like probably part of the reason that he so viscerally shot the storming of Normandy Beach of just sort of showing, just like, hey, all of the characters you're going to follow, like, yeah, they just happen to be two feet away from this instead of right under it. Like, that's the only reason these are the ones you're following in this movie, right? Yeah. And, you know, also in the the opening, you do such a good job of getting so frustrated with how they're getting picked off Mm -hmm. that when they finally do um, make it past the beach and start to be able to take some German casualties, you know, it's really hard as a viewer to not be like, yeah, get them. Like, yeah. They've been, ki- you know, and 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 they do a great job of making you be like, yeah, and then taking it too far, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's where you start killing, you know, uh, prisoner POWs, and mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, like it's, uh, you can it's, see like where that 
takes you, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like storytelling hmm. puts you, gives you a perspective <laughs> that you wouldn't have had like otherwise. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Is this a storyteller? You know what is also interesting about this movie, um, mm-hmm. including the storytelling that okay. is happening, <laughs> uh, is that every death matters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's weight to like every single, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say every single death. Like I felt every single one. Because you mm-hmm. see, like, it's not, you know, in lots of movies where there's just kind of violence to mm. be entertaining, you don't even see their faces most of the time. Yeah. They're just like bodies that are like, whoa, look at he flipped over and then he was set on fire. Right. <laughs> but like, Sounds I don't, there's something about the way that this movie is shot that you're like, oh, that was a human being. That yeah. was a human being. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, it's. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't really considered that, but you're right. Like now that I'm sort of rethinking some of the shots in this movie, like anytime, yeah, I mean, yeah, like anytime they like anything gets like, you know, anytime they use any kind of, um, you know, like conflagration, like anything is lit on fire. Like we always see people like running, like we see soldiers who are on fire who are like fleeing from wherever that happened. Fucking. They, you know, they like throw fucking grenades and like there's like blood in the explosion, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's not I just mean, like boom, like what a fun pyrotechnic. Like they actually like have like blood spray within the force of air that's being like thrown out. Yeah. And even so it's like, like the, yeah, like there is a person within that. That was a chaos. person. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like they're like even when those, um, uh, the one scene I'm thinking of is. Uh, some of the German soldiers, they like set a building on fire and they jump out and they're like, don't shoot, let them burn. And like that to me, I was like, I mean, that's showing like those people are feeling pain right now. Like, I mean, it wasn't just like, and it it was like a very like hateful thing to say and do, you know, like, ugh. sorry, just keep on saying, ugh, but that's how I I feel. I think that's a fair reaction, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't think that was. I think that was the intent of a lot of the choices Spielberg made in this movie oh, was yeah, for you to go yeah. like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I did many, many times. Yes. Yeah. I, that said, though, like I said at the beginning, like it is confusing because, like that, like twelve-year-old boy in me was like, "Hell yeah!" When Barry Pepper shot a dude through the scope of his own sniper rifle. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that was actually maybe a little too cool for the rest of the movie. Right. No. It. Yeah. It did feel like almost tonally off from the rest of it yeah. i mean i guess he wanted to show that like oh he is actually like like this is why like he they brought him along and this is why he feels like he's being wasted yeah, yeah but also wouldn't they wouldn't he have seen like the sun reflection or a little reflection in the scope who the other sniper like he did. you know what i mean not just to be cool about it right you know what i'm saying like it's not just that like it was cool to shoot him there, but that would be the thing he would be able to oh, see. Oh, sure. Yes, that absolutely. would be what he'd aim for. Yeah, right. I mean, that's absolutely what he would aim for. Yeah, and that, that's my guess. I mean, you're uh, right. Yeah. It's just like back on board, cool filmmaking. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess speaking... they do want to demonstrate that he like actually is good at it, and it's like, oh yeah, right? oh for sure that too. But it didn't right. seem to me like 
he was doing going for that to show off. No, not at all. As much as it was just like that's kind of practical. Yeah. As well as unbelievable. Yeah, I guess it's more maybe it's more like we're so used to that stuff happening in movies for the sake of being cool that our brains are just like, okay, they're just trying to be cool. But even though in that case it's like, yeah, I guess that makes like that's makes Mm -hmm. sense. That's where he would aim and like Yeah. He's very skilled at what he's been trained to do. And that Um, was I bet I sort of bet that I sort of bet on that scene. Uh, but it was not what I was thinking of. I think that is in Full Metal Jacket, where a sniper mm. continues to shoot a downed person to try and draw out the rest. I see of mm. the crew because because uh, Vin Diesel only gets shot the one time. Well, but that's I mean that's why they were telling him to like stop being such a dramatic actor. Yeah, Vin yeah. Diesel, it's, which it's, was fucking yeah, heartbreaking. It's similar Good and probably Lord. real to war. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's tough to watch Vin go down first. Oh man. That all, it was tough first. to watch. But also and like Oh, the emotional toll of this French family mm. with three children, including an infant, mm-hmm. uh, and two parents who are stuck on the second floor of a bombed out building and just desperate for yep. any kind of safety. And so you have I mean, it just it reminded me actually a lot of the untouchables when the baby carriage starts to go down the stairs. You just already got a tense scene, and now you're worried about the baby, too. Oh, no. Like, yeah. it felt a lot like that, except it was maybe a 10-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's in so much danger, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to that family? Right. Yeah. We almost get our Bechdel Wallace pass there. That's as close as it comes. Mm-hmm. The girl is named Jacqueline, and her and her mom have a conversation in French, but we never get the mom's name. Yeah. Uh, just because Mama. I was curious uh, about a thing that you brought up earlier, Dan, about the uh, lack of representation among black actors or black uh, it, there's or black soldiers in the military. The military was not integrated until 1948, mm-hmm. um, and enlistments were 1.3 percent black folks. Oh wow! Uh, at low. least during yeah, at least during the couple of years leading up to when this movie took place so mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm just saying like uh i'm not saying i don't miss representation um because i do mm-hmm. uh but also yeah it didn't seem as like glaring to me mm-hmm. i mean they might have again dads please tweet at us because i know there's an yep. answer to this like they might have specifically uh if there were any black units in the the d-day like they might have put them on one of the other like five beachheads because they were like i think the canadians had again dads i'm so sorry i think (laughs) the canadians had one or two in the british like the canadian british commonwealth had like one or two of the beachheads and then america had two or three maybe the french resist like the dad's got a couple books for you to read i know they're thick i know they're oh, thick man. books, just like the, com- the score man for this movie. Score man. <laughs> thick Williams. Thick That's Williams. Fucking crushed Laid it on thick. Transition. It actually wasn't as thick as no. some of his films can be. Honestly, <laughs> like, as far, I mean, from what we have experienced from him, like, this was actually, like, a very light touch. Because, like, he honestly could have fucking ruined this movie if he had gone full thick. Yeah. Right. Because there were plenty of moments in this movie where, like, it was just like, yeah, this is enough. Like, we don't need like a sweeping score to make yeah. us feel something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I mean, there's yeah. no music for that entire uh, Normandy Beach scene at all. Right. That, the it, entire there time, not be which music. is wild. <laughs> just yeah. Bullets. Like in terms of how movies work, like that's nuts that there's that 
long without a music cue at all. But there are so many explosions, you wouldn't be able to like hear any music anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like <sighs> it's yeah. yeah. But in another movie, like when Tom Hanks is like, you know, he loses hearing for a second. Like that's when like thick ones be like, we are oh, sure. the horns here. of war. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't think. Beth, were there lyrics to the song? Do you remember your pet band song? There are not lyrics. It's like a, you ooh. <laughs> it was just like a ooh, I'm sure. ooh, ooh, whatever that was at the end. Mm-hmm. So you put down your instruments and you sang at the end. It Acapella? was at the beginning of the song. Yeah. There's like a, a singing part, and then we would pick up our instruments and play. And some the I can't remember. I think some instruments are playing at the top, but like I played mm-hmm. alto saxophone. I didn't have a part until, you know, like, 20 measures in or something. Oof. But it was that it's the song that's over the credits at the end. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Were there yeah. some uh, people in band who are also in the choir who are like, I've got this? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. I think it was okay. like kind of a big deal that a bunch of band kids were trying to sing because sure. we're in band because we don't sing <laughs> yeah did the choir kids come like beat you up for getting on their turf then <laughs> this, oh, is no. our, <laughs> this is our this is our territory <laughs> take it out of there switch blades yeah switch blades and then we performed west side story wow wow no hey speaking of steven spielberg is directing uh west side story set in new york that's coming out soon what yeah no I saw ads no. for it. It looks good, though. I got chills watching the preview. Really? Mm. Yeah. The, the original's so good. We'll see. I'm yeah. dubious. The original's like 60 years old, so... So I guess remake it, because nobody yes. can make it. I mean, it's already yeah. Romeo yes, and Juliet remade. old. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so that's a good point. Maybe leave the bard's work alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steven. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Steven. Steven? <laughs> write, a, write your own movie for once. Yeah, write your own goddamn movie. He does write movies. I looked it up. Not West Side Story. Not West Side Story, no. Did he write Jaws? No. No. He wrote, you're never going to guess these, uh, Artificial Intelligence, AI, Artificial Intelligence. <laughs> His best film. Poltergeist, <laughs> um, Slipstream, Firelight, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, and his first movie. film ever, guess what it was called? <laughs> Amblin. Oh. Let's re-erase those checks. Gotcha. Yeah. For yeah. himself. Yeah. DreamWorks is where he writes checks for other people, is my understanding. Yeah. That seems correct. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because DreamWorks. Right, because Amblin does distribution? I have no idea. But DreamWorks Production. is like the behemoth that actually like turns shit out, right? Like there's DreamWorks oh. animation. There's. I think that... Amblin is distribution. Okay. And I think. I mean, this is my guess. Uh, dads who are into film production. Film yeah. dads. <laughs> film dads. dads. Or just Steven Spielberg himself. Uh, yeah. Please tweet at us. Gee, yeah, send us your org charts. Did we actually t- bat anything else? Not really. <laughs> I feel like uh, we got so bummed out we didn't even <laughs> go back to our bets. This really went into like, war is bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Molly bet someone would... Be told to be Johnny on the spot, and that they yes, in the end would it. not be on the spot enough. Mm-hmm. Crush that bed. Crush yep. that bed. Oh man. Uh, oh, up, up, Upton. Up, Upton. Up. Oh, um, Upton. Is that a thing? That's the something. 
Is that the Upman? P-O-W? That's a translator. No. That's the translator. That's a translator. Translator. Upman. Upman? Upman. Something like that. I think it's Upman. Well, he develops a relationship with this POW, right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. And then this POW murders his friend while he's like... Well, the POW murders or helps murder Tom Hanks, right? Those are two different guys, right? Again, I'm still unclear if that was the same. I think it is. I think Knife Guy is different. Yeah, I think it's kind of a a more severe sense, kind of an E.T.'s mom situation in my mind, where I thought it was the guy, he doesn't kill the translator, the German doesn't kill the translator because he, he had saved his life, but that's a different guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, that... that so we don't ever see that PW intense. again. We do. We see him no, we do. on the bridge at the end. He's the one not wearing a helmet that the camera focuses on of the Germans that are kind of shooting... Uh, yeah. But he's not the one that stabs fish in that building. Oh, okay, that's got it. One. That's yeah, where we got confused. Up killing Tom yeah. Hanks, who yeah. could have murdered him. But then up him. does kill him, the German Oof. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which is like a Brutal. turn for him because war. Yeah, man. War's rough. Oh, war. the translator does. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was that was some other. I mean, you know, and in a really hard film, those moments were the hardest. Oh man, right? Yeah. If you want to see hard moments between individuals, check out Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg's Band of Brothers. Do you know where the money comes from because you're being paid by them to... <laughs> Is that how you know about these checks? Hawk. Oh, what? Band of uh, Brothers? No, I don't know. Is that um, a, just a bunch of Amblin checks in your pocket there, Dan? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Damn. Damn. What's this under my it? top hat? <laughs> And none of your monocle. <laughs> DreamWorks branded currency. <laughs> Dreambucks. Dreambucks. <laughs> it's up at the Kung Fu Panda oh. store. Oh, my gosh. Um, um. Oh, guess what movie uh, was probably playing at this theater at the same time? Ooh. Was oh, the it a Robin time? Williams vehicle? Yeah. It was? I think it was Patch Adams. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> okay. Patch Adams is not a cheery movie. I don't doesn't know. Doesn't he wear a clown nose, though? LOL? Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. but doesn't his girlfriend get murdered? What? <laughs> I've never seen it. I just know Maybe he's a fun doctor. Maybe it was doctor. Mrs. Doubtfire, then. I think he's a fun doctor, but, like, his lady friend, he has a patient that's, like, maybe... Oh, oh cancer? No, maybe he's, like, a little bit mentally unstable. Hmm. And then he comes to their house and murders her. Jesus. What? I think oh, that's Patch Adams. That must be why people are so mad about is that. Is that why movie. he becomes Patch Adams? Like is no, it like the Joker's it's origins? Like, <laughs> it's like he's a cheery doctor and then like bad thing a bad thing happens. Yeah, it's like don't be yeah. nice to people is the moral. So that happens near the end Ugh. of the movie? That's yeah, not what I creates so. the Patch Adams yeah, attitude? So. Like I'm gonna yeah. be cheery because it belies my darkness inside. I you know what? This might be a movie I saw on TV and thought was Patch Adams. But it was it, maybe? <laughs> oh. Was it a one-hour photo? That's a creepy Robin Ooh. Williams. Ooh. I don't know. Anyway, oh, Patch yeah, Adams. That creepy. Insomnia. That's so a you know what? Robert, yeah, Robert, but Mrs. Robert Doubtfire Robert came out in 93. So it definitely wasn't oh, okay. Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. But it was something. When did this come out? 98. 98. Beth nailed it. Great Whoa. job, Beth. You know, I was wondering if I remembered seeing 98 today because I looked at the runtime. But I don't. 
don't think I mean, that's I what I did. Wow. So, wow. So I don't know it's if okay. I can it's still take this win, I'll... but I mean, Dan is the bite. judge. That's right. I'm the best judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. this time, but watch yourself. We nice. forgot to mention what an important plot point uh, the name Francis is in this movie. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, that's Do you think right. this is why Francis chose the movie? I think so. Uh, because in that scene where uh, Ted Danson shows oh, up. Oh, my God. And he's like a captain. Fucking or incredible. Like the second. Yeah. Like that to me felt very much like the moment that the dads of America pulled the <laughs> lever and straightened their recliners back up. So it's like Ted Danson and Tom Hanks are about to share a scene together. Yeah. I declare. <laughs> yeah. And a young Nathan Fillion yes. uh, plays Private a Private Ryan, mm-hmm. but he's not Private Francis Ryan of Iowa. He's no. Private something else Frederick, Ryan James of Frederick Minnesota. Ryan. Of Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. James Frederick. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Can we? Hey. <laughs> can you imagine, though? Like, like, I do appreciate that. Like, I know it's sort of like one of the like quote-unquote jokes of the movie <laughs> just because like that's hilarious movie movie, is, where it's like way. even the funny moments are just like oh boy this is brutal <laughs> mm-hmm. um which is kind of the point uh but like can you imagine being like the mix of emotions he must have felt of one oh my god my little brothers are dead but two like some part of his brain is just like they sent a captain out here just to tell me <laughs> that my brothers died back home yeah yeah, yeah. But I get once that seed was planted, he could. Well, like, like, and they played it so nice where he's just like, "How are you? Sh- are you sure?" Because like at that point, like literally, a captain has come out of nowhere to be like, "Your brothers are dead," so like he can't <laughs> shake it. Yeah, he, like still needs to be reassured that like yeah. it's not true. And Fillion crushes. He does. Like, yeah, I I like a Nathan Fillion, but he's usually kind of got like he's got the like charm swagger. That's yeah. what he does. Um, yeah. and he's not that castle. That- my yeah. grandma loved that castle. Castle. Fire. <laughs> say, oh, that castle. Uh, and he's not that in this movie. He's just no, like he's not. one seed of being destroyed by this news and then relief, but still destroyed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to walk back from that, I suppose, yeah. in like a couple of seconds. Yeah. Did he? Like, that is like the worst surprise prank ever, right? Like, ah, surprise. It's yeah. a different Ryan. <laughs> His brothers Kutcher are dead. Jumps out, is like, punk. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets uh, <laughs> shot by a German sniper. Oh, <laughs> did, did Nathan Fillion uh, get um, buff? Oh, for this movie? No, like I mean like after? he's yeah, like after this movie. I so mean, he I think he's like a like a young, not scrawny like at all, no. but like, but I feel, I feel like now he's like really like. I don't he know. He doesn't have that twenty-five plus fill out that happens around the jaw. Yes, yeah. that's he's what it is. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like um, Brendan Fraser walked so Nathan Fillion could run. Honestly, though, that was, I feel like that was a, that was a big part of like a bunch of the, oh, this guy's in this movie, of this movie, where like, yeah, Nathan Fillion, like, oh, is that Nathan Fillion? And then you realize like, yes, it is. He's just younger, skinnier. His hair is way different. And then even like Vin Diesel, it took me like a couple of times to be like, oh no, that is different. That is Vin Diesel. He's just like 80 pounds lighter <laughs> yeah, and you, wearing you sleeves. He yeah. seems like he doesn't ever age, but when you see him so young, yeah. 
Like, oh, wow, he yeah. has been a different <laughs> age before. Giovanni still bringing that Giovanni energy. He's like complaining about how his ankles hurt oh, as he's walking God. around. Fucking incredible <laughs> Giamatti. And even he was just like, it took me a second there too because it was like, yeah, he was just like not, he wasn't, he hadn't like quite just like, I don't know, just like sunk into his Giamatti-ness at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. Whereas I feel like now he is just like, he has gotten, like, every cell in his body has been imbued with Giamatti now in his later career. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson cast him in San Andreas just to like get one over on Vin Diesel. Be like, How I so? can be in a Giamatti movie too. <laughs> <laughs> Did they even talk to each other in this movie? No. 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 Was he gone? I think he was gone. Wait, did The Rock game. talk to Giamatti in San Andreas? Or isn't, because isn't Giamatti no, just like at the so. university the whole time being like, the earthquake is coming and we need to prepare. <laughs> Interns, get my data. I mean, he also goes to the Hoover Dam and loses his like best friend and colleague in a very powerful scene. San Andreas is the best rock <laughs> <laughs> Which also ends with an American flag waving in the background. It does. That's yeah. true. That's true. It sure is. San Andreas is the rocks saving Brian Ryan. I think that's what we've decided. <laughs> okay, no. this is my favorite new theory of all time. Saving private property. Yeah. Like, do you want okay. a woman yelling a man's name? I can have my wife character yell Ray 1,000 <laughs> times. <laughs> I'll see you one time. That's right. Yeah. You 999. Yeah. I exactly. love the idea of, <laughs> of The Rock interpreting Vin Diesel's career as like Saving Front Ryan being a Vin Diesel movie, right? Yeah. Where it is literally just like, oh, I, I got the part. I got the part of sassy italian soldier right it's yeah. not even like he had any input although maybe oh okay new theory in the off times vin diesel definitely explained his all actors in a movie are like a dungeons and dragons party theory to his band of brothers right oh, yeah absolutely. for sure for sure like he was just like yeah guys like you're giovanna you're the <laughs> cleric and <laughs> yeah they probably he cut did. it up he did talk yeah. about family many times. Like he, he talked, he talked about brotherhood. He family is what got him niece. shot. He like someone said on the text chain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wants to, his dad That's to get that letter, but he wants someone to copy it so his dad doesn't see his blood on his letter. Okay, Come that on. letter was another like Tom Hanks hand of the movie, right? Where like yeah. people just kept taking the letter off of people who yeah. died. Yeah. So like we still don't even know if it even got. To Car- Mr. Carpazzo or whatever his last name was. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, awful. yeah, because Giovanni took it and then Hanks took it and then what's his name at the end took it Ruben off of Hanks? Robin. Robin. What is that actor's name? Ed Burns? Is that Burns? Yeah, he's kind of got. I kept thinking, like, is this a third Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's because, like, Matt Damon's in this movie, so I'm, like, primed for you Affleck. I just assumed there's an Affleck in it. But, like, he was really giving me, like, a third Affleck energy. Maybe there was an Affleck, Affleck. in it just as a favor. Yeah. Maybe Matt Damon was just like, "Hey, Steve, can we can we just get <laughs> can we just get Ben Benny? Wait, no, that's Ben. Ben Affleck, Affleck is uh, real. <laughs> can we get Reg Casey. Reggie Affleck? Can we get Reggie Affleck in here? Like, just have him like jump off a tank or something? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh man! So here's a interesting point that it's not that Matt Damon didn't train; it's that he trained separately. Whoa! 
which is even sadder. Yes. <laughs> he didn't even have anyone to go through it with. But it was 10 days, which is the same amount of time it took to film that um, Normandy scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which was filmed in Ireland. Mm. And uh, it was a lot of people in the Irish, I don't know, military. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone in Ireland profusely. <laughs> Wait, so the people, the like the, the extras were actually people in the military? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, it took 10 days out of their two-month shoot. <sighs> Do you wow. think... Part of the direct, like, I mean, I understand, like, certain groups obviously had to do certain things at certain times, but do you think, like, literally some of the direction for that scene, for some of the extras, was just like, okay, just start here and then run over there, uh, and if something explodes near you, react to it? <laughs> like, I can't, I mean, I mean it's I hope so they were more chaotic. Their explosions. Well, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, <laughs> just more avoid just the, like, this like, area. There's an explosion, right? Like, gonna happen in front of you, you know, once you get to this point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's so much going on, and it's so chaotic. So I, much. I mean, I'm in, I was just like incredibly impressed by that scene. Yep. That shot list must have been amazing. Oh, my God. Like, there had to have been at least a couple shots where, like, they had to like he had to check in with his DP like did we was Tom in frame did we get Tom <laughs> like yeah. right I mean it was yeah. insane a lot going on uh, it won for best cinematography well hey. good job Get but it did not win the Oscar that year guess what won wait it didn't win the Oscar it didn't win the best Oscar best it didn't picture. win best picture is that <laughs> the best, best Oscar though I have opinions about that Patch Adams? okay. It was <laughs> Was it American Beauty? Did I get it was a double nope, wrong? Shakespeare in Love. Oh, oh that's the bar here. Um, great. Then before we get to our final reviews of the movie we just watched, to save you right? We uh, like to read a review of our podcast, Totsreal.com, in the impression of a character from the movie we just watched. Um, And we do have a review. Thank you for that. Thank Um, you, review. Thank you, review. (laughs) Um, Is anybody feeling particularly inspired? I mean, don't they all kind of talk the same? (laughs) I mean, Vin Diesel is in this movie. I feel like it's prime Vin Diesel. Uh, is that me? There we go. No, nope. Beth, you did it. There we go. <laughs> there you go. That was amazing. Oh, he's just a low voice, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Do it. Beth. Carpazio? Carabzo. Carbazo? Carbazo. Carbazo. AFI Top Movie Podcast. It's so bad. <laughs> I just need going. to hear his voice again. Get like really up into the microphone so you get that echo. One Molly plus one Beth plus <laughs> dance <laughs> equals one great podcast that I'm always looking forward to hearing every each month. Okay, I'm regrouping. Family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just going to sound exactly the same. <laughs> if you need to okay. tag out, let me know. The group has amazing (laughs) chemistry, and I find myself laughing multiple times through the course of each show. Ha ha. I've been (laughs) described for over a year and have 
even listen to older episodes, something I don't usually do with other podcasts mm. because I want to hear <laughs> what they have to say about other movies. So listen up, teens, and everyone else. <laughs> this podcast is an A++++. Oh. That's from Steve T40 from Great Britain. Ooh. Across the pond. Across the pond. Wow. We're getting our, we're slowly getting the full commonwealth of listeners. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Thank you, Steve T40. Thank you very much, Steve T. Forty. Thank you, Steve T. Forty. That is so nice, and I can't believe you've. Maybe don't listen to the Mrs. Doubtfire episode. What? Why not? I don't know. I feel like we do a lot of a lot of accents that are maybe not as spot on. I mean, there are definitely movies that have nothing to do with Great Britain that we have done (laughs) terrible (laughs) British accents on. Yeah, that's true. I mean, all right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, thank you for allowing us the to live in a world where Vin Diesel just says, listen up, teens. Because <laughs> that's amazing. Listen up, teens. I feel like I, Vin Diesel is a voice that I know I can't accomplish with no. my own voice because it's like too Physically impossible. But I feel like I can get at least closer than that. I mean, I this know. is... Okay, I'm going to do a totes challenge to myself wow. yes. to get a better Vin Diesel Put in the word. I'm with voice. you, Beth. I have, and I'm pretty sure I can confidence I have the lowest voice of the four of us, and I still yeah. don't get it. Like, I don't know how he physically does it. Oh, it's, uh, it's really yeah. good. And I'm Ben Diesel. Family. Make sure my dad gets this. We got coffee. What is that? I can't even understand you. That's Ben Diesel. Uh-huh. For the record, uh, it is 22 minutes past midnight. If anyone's wondering, uh, what happened to the show? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they all just right. talking nonsense in low voices? Right, right, right. Let's do That's it. That's the answer. That's the answer. Yep. Um, our award scale, as everyone remembers, is Dad Hanks, which are awards right. Uh, right. given to dads when they yep. have... Cultural da- dads. Cultural dads when they have dadded mm-hmm. well. Um, anyone... Yes. Uh, there's not a limit on the number that are given out in any given time frame. They're just given as they are earned. Yes. And it is earn a... It. Earn this. ...statue <laughs> um, that resembles Tom Hanks both in form and energy, but is also like ability, a multi-tool. Right? Yes. <laughs> I think that's... Right? I think that's all the details. <laughs> There's absolutely a stud finder in there. Um, <laughs> oh, you like got it. And it. the joke. <laughs> just, just it's both the, it's the stud finder, not because you need to find a stud, but so that you can hold it up in front of you and go beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Found one. Yeah. That's required. <laughs> yes. That's like the lowest bar, honestly, of, of daddy. You're going to do that every time you pick your stud finder? Hand in your Hanks. Ooh, wow. Shots yeah. fired, Hanks holders. Hand in your Hanks. That's amazing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we're officially always demoting cultural dads from now on by saying hand in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad, you gave it four. Um, yes. Thinking it would be a bummer, but mm. Hanks would charm, Vin would charm. Those are all true things. Hanks did. Hanks fucking charmed, man. There was a moment that I don't even remember anymore where he was having like a one on one with somebody. 
and he just crushed it. And he's having like his moment about griping when he's talking about griping. Amazing. Mm. He's so good. Vin Diesel is delightful. Uh, I like his little dynamic that he has with Fish, played by Adam Goldberg, which is also shout out to Adam Goldberg for being the least annoying you've ever been in a movie <laughs> that I've seen you in. Um, uh, yeah, this was incredibly brutal and depressing and hard to watch, but also like really good and well made. So I'm going to give it five dad hanks. I had, I don't want to say I had a great time, but I was like, this is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. Five dad hanks. Great. I give them to Paul Giamatti's ankle <laughs> and I don't know, some other dads out there. Oh, I no, hold on. I take that back. I re- I reserve my five dad hanks for whoever, whatever dads tweet at me mm-hmm. to correct all the things that I all sort of said World War II history. about World War II. Yeah. Oh, they love it. Beth, you gave this three. Um, think it would be sad, but good. Yeah, it is sad, but good. Um, but I cannot give it three. I have to give it five. With the condition, the only condition is I will never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> it is really hard to watch. It's very, very hard to watch. Um, but incredible filmmaking and every everything about it is so good. Um, and also depressing as hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, five. Great. Uh, I gave it five. Um, thinking about the magic of film and cinema would sweep me away. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was descending the stairs, I often to the basement where I record. I I often am like, <laughs> how am I going to rate this movie? And I was thinking four then, because it's like really good, but also really bummed me out. But then over the course of talking about it, I was like, nah, this is great. Five, five, it is <laughs> great. That was my journey. That's awesome. That's a great journey. Only how many steps? Yeah, I don't know. Seven? Okay. Eight? Are we doxing your basement right now? (laughs) Some of them are real big, though. (laughs) Molly, it's your turn. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, You, uh, First of all, I want to... You gave it a four. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was a good movie, but a bummer. So... Yes. That's kind of what everybody um, said. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's true. Uh, also, I want to quickly clarify that um, I was thinking of Mrs. Doubtfire because Schindler's List came out that same year, 1993. Oh. I got confused about the dates and stuff. But yes, it was seeing people come out of Mrs. Doubtfire uh, during a, a break in Schindler's List. Yeah, probably that a harder with movie me for watch. a long time. Wait, was there always <laughs> a Robin Williams... Comedy <laughs> released at the same time as a Steven Spielberg World War II bummer. I mean, possibly. We gotta look into this. Check the tapes. We gotta. We'll we'll check the tapes. Dads tweet at us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robin and Williams wanna... fans and World War II dads tweet at us. Whatever yeah. that Venn diagram it's is. It's the meme. It's the meme. Yes. Oh yeah. Yay! I'm sorry, Molly. You were reviewing. <laughs> no, this a movie. is great. No, this is terrific. It's post midnight. Anything is possible. That's true. Um, I do want to. I want to thank uh, Francis very yes. much for executive yes. producing this. Even Francis. though I would have never picked out this movie in a million yep. years, and honestly, pleaded for Homeward Bound in substitution 
Um, when? Which, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, you weren't on yet. God damn it. I missed yep. it. You mean we missed our chance? <laughs> you missed your chance. I bet we could have uh, called up Francis and been like, listen, we've got a quick game day decision to make here. <laughs> Uh, so I was really reluctant to see it, but it is uh, really a fantastic movie. Um, uh, it was robbed that year. Certainly Tom Hanks was robbed for many years before he finally won an Academy Award. Mm. That's neither here nor there. Oh, I also want to thank the listeners for being patient with me. I felt uh, pretty vulnerable stepping out on some information I didn't really know. So thanks for that. And uh, that's it. Anyway, five, five, wow. dead. Thanks. Wow. Saving Private Ryan, you did it. You, you did it. You got the four You got the four five. The four five. Yeah. Wow. It's like a t- 2020 is perfect vision. So. What? Four times four? <laughs> it's 2021. <laughs> what are we? I don't know. I was like, well, four times five is 20. Yeah. I see. And you double that up and you get 2020 vision. And that's like a. Good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right, Francis? <laughs> yeah, Francis. It's twelve thirty. You this is a long movie, man. I wonder this if Francis actually picked this movie because he knew that it would push us way it would past. Force midnight. Us past midnight. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He thought about Gone with the Wind, but it was like too obvious. <laughs> yeah. So he just, it's a sly long movie. It is. Because yeah. it's like there's a lot of just like horror happening mm-hmm. so you're just sort of like in it and your body's just like holy shit oh. and then you're like oh my god it's been 25 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah and i would say it doesn't feel like there's excessive stuff in it when i no. say it was too long it was just a long i mean and it wasn't as long as like actual war i totally get that no one was saying that Molly. <laughs> no one is interpreting Molly's. no one is interpreting you as saying Oh, You're this slog you, of a movie! Yeah, you you had an equal sacrifice to. Yeah, you've experienced. You have equally you. experienced the. Yeah, You're the duration all on the same of level. Yeah. No, I will say shout out to Spielberg and his editors because this felt like less of a slog than a lot of shorter movies we have watched. Oh, that's on this real. podcast. That's oh, what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We'll agree. Who boy? I tell you what. Freaky Friday can just... I mean, if that movie... Hold on. If that movie, if they switch bodies and then immediately <laughs> were thrown into a beachfront assault, oh it would be an incredible God. movie. Are you kidding? <laughs> can you imagine? Can, yes. And can you imagine being thrown into war, being in the wrong body? Oh, no. Oh, very nightmare. confusing. But the then she like pulls a guitar out, ever. right? Right. <laughs> And plays the Star Spangled Banner and all the Nazis surrender. Isn't that yeah. kind of Slaughterhouse Five? What? I mean, it's not a body swap movie unless you consider that he keeps swapping with his like own his body, own body? <laughs> in time. But yeah. isn't he just like thrown into World War Two a bunch? I thought it was World War One. Oh, maybe it's World War One. But he definitely there are definitely moments where he's just like, Oh shit, I'm in the middle of a battle and I was just there? hanging out in the suburbs Ooh. a few seconds oh. ago. Oh, <sighs> did you ever see Jacob's Ladder? Yes. No. Oh, that was tough. I'm not watching that again. Yeah, that I'm just literally I'm just never watching it. But yeah. Like the they edge throw of you in between two worlds. Ooh, no. is that movie good? Should I watch that? Edge, edge of Tomorrow of Tomorrow's oh, that was great. very good. Okay, great. I'll watch it. You heard it here first, Francis. <laughs> Which war is that one? Uh, that's a space Features? war with aliens, Features? I believe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> historically, <laughs> historically Blunt. accurate. Yeah, time travel. Oh man, talk about a movie that could have used Emily Blunt. Am I right? This movie. Is what I'm talking about. 
I'd watch Emma Goldman. Oh, she could have come in. She could have been like. She could have been like. Oh, hello. I'm British person representing Ooh, the British government. I have a MR6. message for you, Tom Hanks. I the 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 Ryan chap is in. Ramel, we oh, got it on the Oh, excuse me, I see my friend Mildred is just standing over there. Mildred, how's your garden? Okay, then. <laughs> then I would pass the Bechtel Wallace test. Well, I mean, I would, I would not want to know the answer to how's your garden in the middle of <laughs> war-torn France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yay. war is hell. My tomatoes uh, got shot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> is that Mildred? <laughs> That's Mildred. What is that, James Gandolfini? <laughs> oh, it's me, Mildred. Oh, my spring onions. Oh, jeez. They got all busted up by the half track. It is 1234. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, podcast, podcast is over. over. <laughs> Thank you, Francis. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.